Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, Jordan here, and welcome to another episode of the Startup to Scale podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how to really make your brand stand out in the noisy e-commerce world that we're in right now. And my guest today is Kelly Ferris, who works with small businesses on the big commerce team and has a ton of experience working with brands as they're launching, navigating the first obstacles that they're experiencing, especially as it comes to building out their own D2C channel. So Kelly, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I want to get right into it. So we, with the new year, right, if we reflect back in the last two years, a lot of founders launched D2C businesses, either if they didn't already, the pandemic forced them to, there are a lot of people with the great resignation who started creating their own businesses and launched websites. So there's a lot out there right now. Talk about what that landscape looks like from your perspective. Yeah, for sure. So it's been a really interesting two years. We have seen a huge flood of interest in e-commerce and uh, over here at Big Commerce, we've been really extremely busy talking to individuals. So, and it comes from uh, a few different sources. It it does come from, like you mentioned, the great resignation, people looking to start a side hustle because their current hustle may not be as stable as it once was before. So you have a lot of people who are trying e-commerce for the first time. It's kind of a large bucket of brand new to e-commerce and they come with all kinds of questions and they're curious. Um, They want to get educated. They want to learn about it. uh, And they might have some hesitancy. And we've got this other bucket of people who um, you know, in their professional lives have run companies, worked at major, major Fortune 100 companies before. Um, they also are curious now about starting a side hustle or saying, hey, I've done this for a major company. I could do this for myself. Um, and so they're coming with a huge business acumen that they get to pull upon and, um, you know, bring it into the e-commerce world. And we've got this other bucket of just people who like to invent things that are starting new businesses and they're saying, hey, this world looks different. Now, um, you know, I think that there's an idea, uh, a product, a way of connecting with merchants or excuse me, customers that didn't exist before. And so a lot of things are being invented that really wouldn't have been invented had we not gone through this experience together. So people come in um, and start their e-commerce journey from, from different backgrounds. What I hear most often is that people are trying to figure out where do I start? Um, am I starting with uh, trying to create the product and sell in a retail store? Uh, am I starting a wholesale business first? Do I just get the product out there and start a simple website and see if anybody even likes this thing? Um, it, it really depends on what they're trying to sell, but there's lots of questions coming in. I love that. And I'm a huge fan of e-commerce as a way of testing and learning because it's simple to set up. It's easy, relatively easy to get started. Getting customers is a whole nother thing, but it's fairly easy to build a website with a platform like BigCommerce or others um, to get going. Uh, But talk about like, what are some of those ways that someone might test out their e-commerce strategy? 
Mm. So interesting that you mentioned that testing and learning is not just, you know, for the brand new entrepreneur. So we've had some major companies leverage big commerce to test and learn because everybody has to reinvent their business operations right now. So we've actually had large companies like Procter & Gamble uh, come to us and say, hey, our traditional means of starting up e-commerce sites isn't fast enough. We need to react faster. So we need a simple, easy to use platform, drag drop capabilities, give our, our product managers the ability to make changes on the fly uh, in an easy to use, no coding interface. Uh, and so we've seen a lot of giant companies as well as brand new entrepreneurs leverage big commerce for that fact, because you can get started. You don't have that constraint of a developer um, just to go try out an idea. You know, in food in particular is one of those categories that traditionally was purchased in grocery stores because people wanted to like test the, you know, especially with like fresh produce, people want to see what they were getting, even with the, like, if you're buying energy bars or peanut butter, it was still kind of part of your weekly grocery trip. There's a, a habit there, but as everyone's shifted online, a lot more companies have been, or a lot more consumers have been open to buying a brand for the first time online. And it has this like really cool factor, I think too, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, especially when it comes to subscription businesses. I don't know about y'all, but I have become addicted to these subscription food products. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're, they're, they can be hit uh, I love testing out the brand new companies. One, because my profession is to speak with entrepreneurs all day long. So I like investing my money in entrepreneurs. Uh, but also, I think this is just an interesting way for me to save time. I, I actually hate going to the grocery store. Uh, so recently, we had a, a customer come on and sign on to BigCommerce. That was salad subscription. Uh, and subscription businesses are a unique way for entrepreneurs to get this steady revenue stream and build their book of business. Um, and so I, I signed up for this salad subscription. I love it because now I don't have to worry about what I do at lunchtime. I feed myself uh, what I didn't do before. Uh, huge time saver. So uh, I think younger generations are skipping the grocery store altogether. Uh, I even have a few neighbors down the street that haven't been to uh, an actual grocery store in uh, about two years. You can either pick it up, have it delivered, or now you're doing this kind of direct to the source buying of food products. The, the world is different with food right now. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, talk about some of the unique challenges that you see uh, food and beverage founders uh, facing when it comes to oh, oh selling gosh. online. Yeah, well, I think first of all is making sure that you time out when your product will be manufactured and ready to sell with the creation of your website. And that's uh, this, this timing time frame really has to do with cash flow. And so I see a lot of people struggling with what do I do first? Where do I get started? So leveraging that the help of some expertise and people who have launched these things before it is critical and a huge piece of, uh, of advice. Um, but timing that out so that when you actually launch the product, uh, you've got a presence for people to go and buy and that that presence is something that will uncle to return. Um, uh, also, just having a good idea of project management and having realistic expectations for yourself and your partners uh, about how this project is going to go. 
I've seen time and time again, projects get out of hand, um, uh, escalate too quickly. And it mostly comes down to not having um, simple requirements to start. And that's really what you need to do. You just need to start selling. Sometimes you need to pare down your uh, requirements list, get started, and then iterate from there. I love that, right? And so some people want to launch once everything's perfect, but it'll never be perfect. And so a lot of people never launch or it's really, really delayed. Uh, one thing that I also see that's interesting, right? So if a brand launches a site, they get it up. Um, once they kind of expect like, oh, people will find my website. And then once they, you know, they'll come and they'll love my product and they'll buy from me and everything's great. But the purchase process does not work that way. And anyone that thinks about their own real experience, think about how many websites you've been to that you've never purchased from, uh, right? You're going to get a lot of drop off. So talk to me about like some of the tools that founders are using to really build that um, sales funnel on their website. What's important in terms of like the right information, the right, you know, automated flows that you work with for like email marketing and all the like. Yeah, absolutely. So I think First of all, people are discovering these products in different ways. There's two main places I would suggest that people look into, uh, and they come with their own caveats, right? One would be social media. I only have an Instagram account so I can discover cool new products. I love that I'm targeted. They track all my information. Please recommend <laughs> cool products to me. So I, I love yeah. Instagram. Uh, and I'm starting to use TikTok uh, in the same way. I love being recommended neat brands. I want to participate. I want to know their story. I want to engage with them. There are a lot of people out there just like me that want to in, uh, identify, find, buy products through social media. The e-commerce has connections to, to all of the major platforms. We've got a great connection to Instagram, one of two companies that have a connection to TikTok. It's a great place to connect and engage with your audience and they're there to be engaged with. So that's, that's one way. That's a whole game in itself. Your content needs to be a certain way. Uh, you need to make sure you have a good buy flow. Uh, you could spend some serious amount of time just focusing on your social media strategy. Um, the other avenue that I see people go down is um, the marketplace avenue. And I hear a lot of people have mixed emotions coming in about whether or not they embrace Amazon right off the bat. Um, or if they're going to use that because Amazon comes with a huge audience. Uh, it's a game. People play it. That's another place to go say, hey, when do I want to play this game? Do I want to start playing this game right away? Um, but a lot of people look at Amazon as a place uh, where I can go uh, sell my product, get an audience, and then leverage the website as a way to retarget customers and get them to come make second, third, fourth purchases on the website. Um, instead of repeat purchases on Amazon, but as a way to tap into an audience as well. Those two strategies are important. You could spend a very long time kind of majoring in both of those. Um, and then also just the, the um, ad campaign game. So you could also spend a ton of money. There are professional organizations out there that help you learn uh, and spend your money on targeted advertising. Um, that also could be a major game, but finding your niche and where your audience is at, where are they participating is probably the, the best thing you could do right off the bat. You know, I love that you mentioned um, TikTok as well. And I, I'm late to TikTok myself because I was like, oh, I don't really, I don't, I, I think I actually was like, I don't want 
to have a lot of, I, I know I would waste a lot of time just like watching videos all the time on there. Um, but like you said, it's a really great way to see like behind the scenes of how people are like building their businesses and really cool products. And you're able to like meet a lot of cool founders. And I love that approach to like building, you know, your story, right? Like if you're using those platforms and also your website all times in, to like really tell that personal authentic story about how you started your business and why, which is a big thing, you know, large CPG companies can't sell that, tell that same story because they're a huge organization. Yeah, you're exactly right. You can't, when you're in the grocery store shelves and trying to pick between one peanut butter and another peanut butter, you're like, nobody's going to know the, the founder's story. Uh, but if you can break out of that uh, and have a kind of relationship, have interesting content that people want to react in, react with, um, then that does tell your story. You build some loyalty, some following, and there's tons of examples of companies who have started off on social media and have grown into these mega CPG companies. I love that. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting because like on the side, I've been talking, I actually just did a post, uh, today about this, but you know, how to really think about leading someone through your website. And one thing that I find that's always really valuable are things like using social proof, uh, like to make sure that people understand that they can at least have some base level of trust that your product is good and safe for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, what I see is a lot of people go back to past purchasers and either give them like a discount or a percent off if they leave a review I think that's a really great strategy. I know I, that's how I behave online. I go instantly to the reviews. I, I check out two things. I check out uh, the five-star review. Of course, that's glowing reviews. They all love the product. And then I'll check out the one-star review and say, okay, was this a consistent uh, behavior? Was that just one-off experience? And I form a judgment about the product. Uh, most of the time, those one-star reviews are, you know, somebody having an issue with maybe uh, the delivery aspect or, you know, a, a box arrived damage. A lot of that is out of the, the entrepreneur's control um, and doesn't deflect purchases that much. But having that social proof uh, is really, really important. There's so many tools to get that done today. You have lots of options. Um, BigCommerce has, you know, built in Google reviews to help you get started and have, you know, something right out of the box. And then also, there's lots of companies out there that just specialize in the reviews process. Nice. And then, you know, one thing that I've been huge on as well recently is that because advertising costs are so expensive right now and not as effective, uh, I really advise brands do everything that they can to keep their existing customers and help develop those customers into like loyal advocates who actually help promote their brand, right? So what kind of repeat purchase strategies do you see brands using or do you recommend? Yeah. So I have this one company that I'm addicted to also launched on BigCommerce, came over to us from WooCommerce, this company called Sheets Laundry Club. They have a really great mission, by the way, to remove plastic from the world, but they started off with the core product. What I love about them is they've got a subscription business. And I think that's a good way to keep repeat customers going. And in that subscription business, they also have a great way for people to update their subscription. So it's really you know, self-serve, I can update, I can add new flavors when they have new products coming out, I can add to their subscription. I feel like I'm rooting on this company every time I try out a new product that they have. And they also, you know, help make sure that when I spread the word that, you know, I can get rewarded for spreading the word about the product. And so I think, you know, empowering your 
yeah, avid users by, you know, helping your customers be mavens for your product is really, really important. Nice. I love that. And then the other thing as well, a lot of brands, especially in the last couple of years, have taken this approach of being an omni-channel brand, which I recommend, mm -hmm. but also think that brands need to approach it with the right amount of focus for each. Uh, but talk about kind of how you see brands managing that D2C experience, but then also like a B2B wholesale experience. Oh gosh, that word omni-channel is such a hot vocabulary word I right know. now, right? <laughs> it means so many things to so many different people, but let, let's, let's break that down. So what's, I find common across all the food entrepreneurs is they, they do want some kind of wholesale experience and they'd want it online because even traditional buyers at, you know, traditional outlets, they want to go online and they're younger audiences. And so you want to have a really good up-to-date modern wholesale buying experience while you're also trying to play the direct to consumer game. You're trying to attract the audience, find out where they are, engage in content. So, you know, poor entrepreneur, you have to be great on both ends and have a really wonderful experience. Um, you need to make sure that you think about that. How do you want to start right out of the gate? Are you picking one over the other to major in right off the bat? Are you trying to do both at the same time? You need to have a focus and make sure that you're picking the right tools that uh, align with that focus area. So make sure that's a conscious decision. I have a lot of people that are coming in right now that have a wholesale focus. Uh, Big Commerce happens to put a lot of emphasis on our, what we call B2B buying capabilities. In fact, we keep making acquisitions to enhance our B2B uh, selling process for our merchants. That uh, is just so that you have a professional experience right off the bat for the wholesalers. They're expecting that of you so that you can have really great product placement on their avenues. Um, so that's a really great place to start. Um, the other thing I'll say about Omnichannel is just, you know, some people would interpret that as, um, you know, can I buy in person the same price, the same way as I would buy online? Can I do a buy online, pick up in store experience. Uh, that's another way people are viewing omni-channel. Uh, and there are tons of online tools, even for a brand new entrepreneur to be able to deliver that experience as well. I like that. Yeah, I think as more brands kind of figure that out, it's important to kind of make all those buying experiences as seamless as possible. Because the other thing that happens is that founders keep on adding kind of more and more tools and software to their suite. And it's tough to, to manage all of those, especially if you're like a one or two person team. Um, so looking forward to the rest of this year, what e-commerce trends are you seeing come up? Are there any new like design styles or um, services that companies are providing? I know like buy now, pay later has become really big. Um, anything mm. like that do you think that's really going to take off this year? I think social media is, is always going to stay a constant. I haven't quite seen everybody embrace TikTok, um, but I think that will come up as being a more important tool for people to discover. Um, I, I do see that it's not just appealing to the Gen Z audiences out there. I think it's creeping into the millennial audience uh, and even into the boomer audience. So is that network gets a larger audience, I think we'll see more commerce going through TikTok. Uh, you mentioned buy now, pay later. So much innovation going on there right now. There's a lot of new companies that have popped up to help enable the buy now, pay later. Um, 
warranties seem to be really uh, big online right now, not as applicable in the food space, but um, that's really all about, you know, how you enable customers to buy your product and how do you, uh, as a merchant, get a few more dollars of margin out on your product. Subscription, I think it hasn't hit its peak just yet. It's extremely popular right now coming in. People have a few options on how to run a subscription business. I see more and more companies trying to do a subscription type model. So I think that'll still be big this year. And, and the B2B model, wholesale model online, there is a lot of innovation happening right now. Old traditional sales rep led handshake types of sales deals don't really exist anymore. Uh, we are 100% online. So anybody who's launching a business for the first time, starting a wholesale channel, I highly recommend start digital first with an integrated e-commerce online wholesale channel option. Awesome, I love that, Kelly. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on today. I really appreciate this conversation. I love everything that we talked about. Um, I'll add in the show notes if anyone wants to learn more about big commerce or just talk with you and the team on any trends um, or ways that they could really set their own e-commerce business up to success, I'll have them reach out to you. So thanks so much again. Thank you, it was a pleasure, I appreciate it.